0: Well, I'm just going to get into it. I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Couch. Uh, Taking a break from uh, the Batman movies, the Batman movies, and uh, all that conversation, because a lot is going on in the movie world this week. (laughs) Yeah. And in the last couple weeks, and uh, that I felt like Dorian and I need to talk, talk about it.
1: Yeah, it was due time. And yes, just, uh, some some big developments going on. I've seen even uh, I saw the big picture even did like a they did like an emergency pod that was just like, yes. hey, did, <laughs> I haven't listened to it, but I just saw it pop up that was like, did theaters just die? And um, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's it's very much up in the air,
0: <laughs> especially yes.
1: especially now, you know, we're a few days out from, of course, we're talking about the big Warner Brothers announcement mm-hmm. that they'd be shifting their entire 2021 theatrical slate uh straight to um streaming on hbo max uh right. well it would still they would still come out in theaters where possible uh mm-hmm. but then also for what 30 days they would be on hbo max to stream yep that's correct yeah and then after that you know would presumably go to you know the the what are whatever remains of traditional channels at this point in time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, VOD, I'm tight like, yeah, uh, T-VOD rental, like transactional VOD rentals, you know, things like that, Mm -hmm. Um, purchase it digitally, that type of shit, or, you know, big buy like, you know, Netflix or whoever pays a bunch of money for exclusive rights or something, which seems less likely after they've already played for 30 days. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, assuming, uh, and very, I mean, Yeah. You can just go ahead and assume also that these nice 4k copies that are streaming on day one are being pirated on day one. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's already a, (laughs) by the time these things become available to rent or purchase through legal means, um, you know, there's a perfect quality rip out there already, I'm assuming for months. So, (laughs) so yeah, so it's a, it's a weird situation, but, um, but yeah, now that we're a few days out from it as well, and some more information I guess has come to light. Um, Regarding some of the uh, shady-ish ways, let's say that Warner Brothers might well, have gone about this. I got you know ti- we don't we don't have all the details, but
0: <laughs> I got a I got I got a I, I did a little bit of research and I I thought I would do a little timeline here. Okay, of, Perfect. Uh, Yeah. Of where we've gone, right, for this HBO Max uh, shakeup here.
1: Excellent. Idea. Uh, yeah.
0: So uh, on, on November 18th is the day that HBO Max and Patty, Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman 1984, announced that Wonder Woman was going to go straight to the service, uh, straight to HBO Max on Christmas Day, and that it would be following this 30 day, like it's just going to be up there for 30 days, and then whatever theaters are open, it'll just still be in theaters. So same day. Same day theaters, it'll be on HBO Max. And then on December 1st, uh, Patty Jenkins announced on Twitter that uh, Wonder Woman 84 is going to be the first movie to stream on HBO Max in 4K Ultra uh, HD, HDR 10, the whole nine yards. Three days later, on December 4th, HBO Max announces that all of Warner Brothers 2021 releases are going to be on the service in theaters and also uh, in theaters and on the service the same day. This includes Dune, Kong versus Godzilla, The Matrix 4, In the Heights, uh, The Next Conjuring Movie, Malignant, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, King Richard, Mortal Kombat, The Many Saints of Newark, Space Jam, The New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, and Cry Macho. Uh, And then uh, on December 7th, Hollywood Reporter, our article comes out in which uh, Christopher Nolan basically hands HBO Max its ass. (laughs) And here we are, is in this, you know, uh, very public, you know, basically everybody in the world hates HBO Max right now. Agents, uh, you know, Warners, you know, uh, movie studios, the whole nine yards, a a lot of filmmakers as well and everything like that. And I don't know, like, as I've been reading a lot of, like both sides of, of things like there's a part of me that feels like everybody on each side like has a point um in all this in terms of uh you know whether they like or dislike the fact that this is being done with all the movies uh and since it got you know announced on the fourth there has already been i think uh, legendary pictures who co-finance dune and uh kong versus godzilla are like going forward with like legal action to probably to hopefully block those two movies from the release on HBO Max. But, um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I want to, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, uh, receiving pre-orders for movies and the mail and all this other kind of stuff. And, and tenant is about to come out next week. Um, so I, I feel like I kind of wanted to start with like stuff that like Chris Nolan was talking about because I love Chris Nolan. You love Chris Nolan. You know, there's a, anytime a new Chris Nolan comes out, a new movie comes out like, uh, you and I, and a select, you know, a few of our friends, like we're such Nolan purists that we'll, we'll go to music box to watch his movies on film (laughs) before we go see it digitally, you know, like, uh, because we like how it looks, but it's almost, it's, it's out of respect for how he wants, Movies yeah. presented in the theaters as well, and we respect that, and we love that as well. That's yeah. um, the
1: experience I want, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. We're, we're glad there's a fucking filmmaker who cares enough to do that. And, right, And yes. has, the, has the fucking juice to actually pull it off. Like, <laughs> right. I'm sure there's a lot of other filmmakers that want to do that, but they're not Christopher Nolan, so mm-hmm. they just get laughed mm-hmm. at. <laughs>
0: uh, so I want to know what you think about everything that he's been saying lately about, about everything. Because there's the... There's the flip side of it that uh, the the counter argument that a lot of people are making are is that, you know, for better or worse, like Nolan caused this decision as well with his want to push Tenant into theaters uh, during the still ongoing pandemic. And not that it's Warner Brothers saying, like, this is directly your fault, but like a lot of people who have been commenting on the Hollywood reporter story have been sort of making that like well, great, we understand that he's upset, but, you know, he also tried to push this into theaters. He got it into theaters. Technically, it didn't do well financially, and, you know, this is now them going on the flip side of it.
1: Well, those people are idiots. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not really the entire story, and, and also one has almost nothing to do with the other. If Like, if you mm-hmm. want to try to compare apples to apples, like, one movie being pushed to theaters as a litmus test versus uh an entire years worth of films all of a sudden being shifted to streaming. Yeah, are completely fucking different things. <laughs> so <laughs> and and beyond that wildly disproportionate, you know, if that mm-hmm. is if they, if Warner even does come out and say like, well, Tenet underperformed, so we put all so we ripped every fucking movie from theaters and dismantled our entire theatrical exhibition wing like Okay, but yeah. yeah, that's wildly disproportionate. And, you know, tenant not making a billion dollars is not a fucking excuse to do that. Um, right. So those people are morons, like most people who comment on things on the Internet. Um, so that comes as no surprise. But, uh, you know, I think there's, you know, there, it also bears mentioning, I think, just in terms of context of all of this as well, that, that Warner owns HBO Max. So this right. wasn't, so HBO Max didn't come with like, here's $5 billion and we're paying it to you to take these movies so that way like, you know, they could, they're... You know, finances can be, their uh, expenditures can be recouped and profit participants can make money off of this and all the types of things that you do to exploit movies because let's face it, they're businesses at the end of the day, especially these movies. You know, none of these are being made, you know, these are not Oscar bait movies that are being, (laughs) you know, these these are blockbuster films, you know, that are being pushed and yeah, for right, right. by and large by and large you know there's there's everything apparently it's just their entire slate but you know a lot of this is is like big you know this is big business movie making mm-hmm. um so uh so yeah you know the so they've basically there's not some big payout that's happened they've just shifted resources from like one wing of their you know their theatrical exhibition wing over to their streaming wing So like nobody, there's not like a big buyout or something that happened like you've seen with some, some other films like, um, well, even with Wonder Woman 1984, apparently that was negotiated between the Mm -hmm. studio and Patty Jenkins and even Gal Gadot because they wanted to do right because they want to make more Wonder Woman movies. Um, So they had to make sure everybody involved was happy because, you know, otherwise they're going to, you know, they've got enough, they all have enough clout, thankfully, um, Mm -hmm. that they could, they could push back and then that franchise, they would totally be tanked right um so you know all of the other movies that are a part of this 2021 slate uh for Warner um none of them had the benefit of negotiating this or even knowing that they were even considering this ahead of time apparently like if anybody was made privy to this before it went public it was like 30 minutes beforehand. Um, right. That's why I read the people at legendary were saying that was one of their major gripes was like they we found out about this 30 minutes before it was public news. You know, mm-hmm. we, they practically found out that their movie was being ripped out of theaters from Twitter. You know, <laughs> like yeah, right. which is fucking <laughs> sad. You know, um, and and obvious, and just it like immediately feels like underhanded tactic because it's like why would you do this if you had anyone's best interests in mind or like even really cared about like these films or how people experience them or even the filmmakers themselves? Like you would have talked to someone you know right. but there was like literally no outreach as far as we've heard so far you know like uh, obviously yeah, information yeah. is not everyone you know there's a lot of ndas involved with this stuff not everyone can really talk there's little snippets coming out here and there but um mm-hmm. from what we know as of right now this is what seems to be the case yeah and i mean that's shady as fuck uh it's also you know it's it's Funny, I was kind of laughing just about the fact that, like, okay, so Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins got to negotiate their, like, square deal for, like, their movie moving to HBO Max, and then all these male fam- filmmakers <laughs> <laughs> on the 2021 <laughs> slate just got fucking hosed. I was like, so this is literally the one time in history that, like, women in the film industry got a fair shake <laughs> That's when true. It, yes. when everybody else got <laughs> fucked over. And, and it happened like, basically by accident. You know, of course. Yeah, like, right. Like, all, yeah. like most progress in the film industry, it happened by accident. <laughs> you know, it was like forced upon them. Um, <coughs> so anyway, that, that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, hey, you know, one silver lining here. Women yeah, in the right. film industry got to fucking swing some dick for a day. That was pretty cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, God. That's <clears> hilarious. Yeah. Progress doesn't always look the way you want it to, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, beyond that though, uh, so so anyway, that was just some I think important context for what Christopher Nolan was saying, um, mm-hmm. and you know where those comments were coming from, and then on top of it too, the fact that like Warner, for the most part, they had really had like the best reputation in the industry as being like the most filmmaker friendly. Yeah, um, like they were sort of willing to take risks. They actually fostered their relationships with filmmakers over time to like make sure that they came back. It wasn't just sort of like a you know, one and done kind of, you know, prostitution kind of deal. It's just like, <laughs> wham, mm-hmm. bam, thank you, ma'am. And then if it was good enough, maybe we'll call you again, you know. Um, they really, they, they find people they like and they really develop those relationships and make sure that they're happy as filmmakers with the experience they have and the way that their movies being handled and put out in the world and stuff like that. And it's just not what you expect from a, a big studio, you know. And that was kind of their big... Right. <clears throat> why, why people like Christopher Nolan would make movies with them. Um, Mm -hmm. And and do so exclusively, like sort of, you know, hitch themselves to that 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 brand. And, um, you know, so I can only imagine this has just got to be a really like crushing blow, especially to someone like Nolan, who, who really has, you know, sort of attached his name to them as like, no, I stand by Warner as like they are they care about filmmaking and filmmakers and stuff um, that for them to make this kind of move that, you know, obviously it's been a really big item that a lot of filmmakers are very, very, they've, you know, prior to coronavirus, were already having to push very hard for the proper theatrical experience. You know, that's just not something that everyone gets anymore these days. And it was already becoming, you know, a little bit rarer and rarer, um, Mm -hmm. you know, due to a lot of different factors, of course, but, uh, but so, yeah, so this is obviously something that filmmakers really care about is having that proper theatrical experience. They've been fighting for it prior to this. So to just completely rip that rug out from underneath their feet when you're the studio that's known for have you know, that's such an about face in terms of, you know, who the, their entire identity as a studio and as a business, you know, like that's a real right. showing your true colors kind of moment that I'm sure, mm-hmm. especially for Nolan, has got to be like a real shock. Um, yeah. that he never would have expected that, you know, especially for a company that even did even this past summer went out of its way to do something that was very unpopular and very untested, you know, in order to appease a filmmate. It seemed like that was one of those things that was like, no, they, they just I, I kind of applauded them, even though, you know, there's some conflicting feelings about like, was it smart? Was it safe? You know, was it really like appropriate to do that? Um, but I applaud the idea that they were like, no, this is like what our filmmaker wants. He's our guy. Like we've got his back and you know, we're going to do this and we're going to see what we can, what we can find out from it. Um, so for this to be the sort of like, yeah, as some people posited online, the kind of reaction to that I I think would is also would be incredibly jarring if I were Christopher Nolan, (laughs) um, (laughs) or, or any filmmaker. I mean, there's a lot of other filmmakers Mm -hmm. I know, like, um, the in the heights uh is a uh, john m chu who did crazy rich Asians right mm-hmm. uh, he yep. he he turned down i remember crazy rich Asians got some insane offer from netflix and he turned it oh, down yeah. he turned it down because he was like no i'm all about the community theatrical experience like we have to have that and um you know and i'm assuming that's probably a big part of why he went with warner's you know for this next movie was because that was so important to him and, um, you know, I'm sure they're justifying it by saying like, well, you know, we're still putting it in theaters. It's just, you know, only where it's safe and, you know, it's going to be streaming everywhere else. It's like, well, yeah, but you're basically discouraged even where it's safe to go to theaters. You're discouraging people from doing that, you know? And, right, yeah. you know, it's like, if, if you're going to do a proper, you know, that's, again, that's not really a proper theatrical experience. It's sort of like, you know, you've got to kind of We might need to just wait a bit, people. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, so... so, But the fact that, like, you know, these could have been discussions. I'm sure there are some filmmakers that might have been completely amenable to the idea and said, you know what? Yeah, I don't want this thing to just sit around and languish. Let's do it. Let's do this dual release. But they just... They didn't give anyone a a voice in the matter. You know, they just made this unilateral decision that, like, this is what we're doing. Fuck everybody. This is the way it is. And, um... It's just, you know, that's nobody, that's not a pill anybody's happy to swallow. I don't care who you are or what your industry you're in or anything. If, if something along mm-hmm. those lines happened to you, you'd be fucking pissed too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's not just that they have taken these movies out of theaters and are, you know, putting them on a streaming service instead. It's, you know, it's it's such a paradigm shift in the company and the company's identity for them to even, like, make a move like this. And, uh, you know, that is something that, yes, a lot of people are responding to and also, you know, feel, I think, scammed in a lot. Of, I'm sure a lot of these filmmakers and producers, they feel like they're working with somebody that they didn't sign up with, you know.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. and, you know, and then also just as far as how this is going to affect Warner's ability to attract talent or get people moving forward, <laughs> Uh, You know, I don't think that's going to be an easy road for them to travel from, you know, this is a genie you can't put back in the bottle, even if they end up making this right somehow or like, you know, fixing this stuff like person to person, filmmaker to filmmaker and film to film. It's like they were the fact that they were willing to make this move in the first place just says a lot. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people feel feel cheated or like, you know, kind of like the Scooby-Doo ending, like, you know, this (laughs) awesome person they've been working awesome people they've been working with on their films for all these years all of a sudden just rip the rubber mask off and they're like "Ha! actually i'm just another rich ceo executive cocksucker so fuck y'all <laughs> i got mine y'all can go fuck yourselves you know
0: yeah like i'm a, i'm a little like uh it's like i'm a little torn because i want to see all these movies you know maybe not tom and jerry but yeah. you know <laughs> It's kind of like one of those nights where I know one of these days you're going to be like, Bobby keeps hounding me to watch Batman and Robin. So I'm just (laughs) going to put it on, you know, but like I do want to see all these movies, you know, like there are there are two horror movies in this in this, uh, you know, uh, lineup of 2021 releases that are like, you know, I mean, horror is is big. Like those movies were bound to just, you know, make make great money anyways. But um, like I want to see these movies. I want them. I want to see them in the theater, but I haven't been like not disappointed with you know certain uh, streaming services, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon, you know releasing movies, uh, you know at a premium or or, or something like that, you know premium home video and everything like that. But I also think, you know, as uh, it was really nice to see like Patty Jenkins and like Gal Gadot like their voices out there with the release of like, Hey, we're doing this. It like together, like, yeah. this is like, we have agreed, you know, to do this with Warners and with HBO max. And like, we're full in support of you doing it as safely as you want to, but we've also done this too. And I think it would have been kind of great. Like, yes, there, it seems like the decision to to do all this to HBO max was like, well, yeah, you know, we just need to, uh, shit can 2021 like we're not gonna make the money we think we are in theater so let's just throw it all here let's just throw it at you know both places and see what happens but i think it would have in in order to like establish hbo max as like a very you know competitive streaming service because i think that's the main big reason why this is happening yeah uh you know and like i think it would have been even greater if you could have had that cachet of you know filmmakers like behind the decisions as well you know the decision as well you know even if somebody was just even if like uh denny villeneuve was like no i don't want dune on there do you know what i mean like maybe there's something that could have been worked out where it still goes there but like disney plus you have this like 30 dollar premium or something right Mm -hmm. um like that was that was the other thing i was thinking about like why aren't these being you know like I actually asked myself like, why am I not being charged an extra $30 for all these? Like I would happily pay some extra money to support like the filmmakers, you know, like, I I mean, I want the studio to keep making movies, but I also want a handful of these directors and creators to keep making movies the, you know, the way that they want them to. So yeah, uh, of course I'm going to, of course I would pay more, you know, uh, because I want to feel safe. I don't want to go to the movie theaters right now. So, so there's that whole thing. But, um, but yeah, it's been just really interesting. It's kind of made me feel like, <laughs> I was just like, should I get rid of HBO Max? Like, should I just not? It's should I not, like, have that anymore? Like, not. which, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what I'm really afraid of is this, like, whole choosing sides type of thing, because it's like, you know, I want to be in support of, you know, filmmakers. We're filmmakers. We're creators, you know, and I, and I like... I like being in support of a, a lot of the filmmakers in the list of, of movies that are gonna be put up there, but you know, I wish it was uh I wish it was being done in a more collaborative way. Yeah. Uh especially since this entire twenty twenty season has been hard on everybody. It's like Yeah. You know, the heads of studios are not the only people that have been like like hurting through all this, you know? So <laughs>
1: Dude, these fucking these movies are blood diamonds. Like, that's really (laughs) what they are. They're they're ill-gotten riches. You know, I like I'm gonna feel so gross watching Dune over and over and over again in October. You know, (laughs) like (laughs) I'm gonna do it. You know, (laughs) like yeah, right. (laughs) Fuck. Like uh, I don't know, cause you know, it's it's I don't know. It's 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 difficult. We'll see how things shake out because there's definitely there's lawsuits incoming if they haven't started already. Um, right. You know, Legendary in particular, who, yeah, they, as from what I read, if I remember correctly, financed about almost like 75% of Kong versus Godzilla. And I think yeah. about 60 to 65% of Dune. Okay. So, uh, which is, is just so insane. It shows you the completely... Um, you know, uh unethical and, and unequal share that, you know, that the top dogs have in this type of industry, which is, you know, that Warners can still call the shots, even though like usually that like that's any business that go you put up fifty one percent or more of the money, you have controlling yeah. interest. You know, it's your call. Because yeah, right. most of it is yours. These guys put even three, 75 fucking percent of Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> and they still don't get to call the fucking shots. Warner does. Yeah. Um, and, uh, cause yeah, there was a big story a little while ago that, uh, Netflix offered like $250 million for, I think, exclusive U S oh, rights yeah. to Kong versus Godzilla and mm-hmm. Warner shot it down. They said, no, you're not doing that. And they, apparently they had the power to do that, even though I'm sure yeah. legendary would have probably taken it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, Warner shot it down, and then a few weeks later, they're like, guess what? Because we're just sliding it to our HBO Max, and they're like, so what are you paying us? And they're like, there's no payment. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's We're just shifting it from our right hand to our left hand. You don't have to pay anyone to do that, you know?
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, so yeah, so the little bit I read, I think it was from, um, I think James Gunn maybe had made some comment, because Suicide Squad is one of the movies, I believe, that mm-hmm. is part of this. Yes. And uh, I believe he made a comment that was like, you know, they, yeah, they, you know, after all this came out, then they talked to us about like what kind of, um, you know, profit participation or, you know, what, what negotiations might look like. And mm-hmm. the comment he made made it sound like it was basically a joke, you know, like what they were offering. Yeah. This is, you know, I'm sure this looks like Spotify playouts, you know, or something like that, where it's like, well, yeah, you know, there's. So there's going to be like 5 billion hours of, you know, cumulative stream time and however many minutes of that you get, you get like, you know, a quarter of a penny uh, right, you know, yeah, per minute exactly. of stream time. So, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be some shit like that or, or it's going to be like now your profit participants in like HBO Max's subscription fees. Or some shit like that, oh, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all they have to offer. Like, what else are they? How else are they monetizing these movies aside from just expecting that millions and millions and millions of people are suddenly going to subscribe to fucking HBO Max? Right. Um, there's, there's nothing. There's no other money to be made, as far as I understand it. Um, and, and yeah, HBO fucking needs it. I mean, I'm, you know, after seeing that, like, they only have 8.6 million subscribers or something, which is abysmal. Yeah. I mean that is yeah it's intr- bad. I, I understand I understand why it's way too much money for no content, um mm-hmm. and it's not and it's not 4K. It's not even premium. K. You're paying a premium price for like not anything premium. Um,
0: yeah right. It's, yeah.
1: It's, it's it's just you're paying that for like exclusivity. You know they have they have exclusive things. Like I I pay it. You know it, I was even thinking about prior to all this coming up. I was like well I mean John Oliver and Bill Maher, which are the only things I watch consistently on HBO. Are both mm-hmm. off until January. I was like, should I just cancel HBO for two months because I'm not going to miss anything, you know? I don't, yeah, I don't care. Right. I I have Dune on Blu-ray and I own most of the Ghibli <laughs> films, so like I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, and and I have Citizen Kane, which is also on HBO Max uh, right now. But um. Uh. But yeah. So I was I was kind of thinking about getting rid of it anyway because I was just like, man, it's just it's just like nothing on here. Every time I go in there to look around, I'm like, do you have anything new even? it's like, no, it's just like HBO shows, which are, you know, there's like one new show a month, maybe two.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It seems
1: like that's about it. It's like, what are you guys, what what do you guys think you can charge $15 for? Like, you know, HBO used to be the premium channel because they got like movies, new big movies first. Right, is, it was ho- home box office. That's like literally why you paid the premium. Like they, they feel it's like they feel like they they're still offering that, but they're not. It's like yo, I'm like Disney Plus has way more premium content than you, and it's less than half the price. Yeah, yeah, and it's in four K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have also, way more I mean... new stuff coming. It's it's just so like their market proposition is so absurd. I feel I, I feel like they felt like they had to do something like this. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. they might be treading water so bad with HBO Max that it was kind of like do something insanely bold or like this whole thing just fizzles out. Yeah. Um, Maybe they needed to do something this drastic in order to, like, get interest or, like, make just kind of a Hail Mary move of like, Mm -hmm. well, we'll see, you know, maybe we'll just get like a respectable number of subscribers now in anticipation of this stuff and with wonder woman, or maybe like as soon as they did the wonder woman announcement, maybe they saw some huge uptick in subscribers like right then. And we're like, Oh shit. What if we yeah. did it? What if we said everything was coming to this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. you know, it's a, like, it's, a, it's easy to see, especially, and especially because I could see, you know, they're, I'm not saying that like them putting out tenant and not it, not being a huge success doesn't have some, play in this decision you know I'm not saying they're completely unrelated I'm saying one immediately resulting in the other is an absurd conclusion to draw <laughs> um you know I mean I, I, about- I
0: agree I agree with it being like I feel like I kind of partly agree with it being absurd because I also like I also feel like the the pandemic has just been so like we don't know what we're doing day to day like you know just yeah Exactly. People, people in those positions are just like hot potato. You know what I mean? Like, of course, it's going to be easy to sort of blame, you know, tenant and say, like, well, look at that movie. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But, you know, like this is what your studio does. Like you garnered the reputation, just like you said, of supporting filmmakers. And let's be honest, you you supported your prestige filmmaker, the the person year in and year out who comes with, you know, ip to do every once in a while like with the dark knight but then also comes with all original shit right. and makes bank and like you've done it but now you just went ahead and you know did the opposite with a bunch of other filmmakers and it's like uh i i, I it's like i feel like i i can understand anybody who makes the tenant argument but i'm also in agreement with what you're saying on the flip side too
1: yeah, it's you know it it's certain the theatrical release of Tenet definitely contributed to putting them on shaky ground, as it yeah. were. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and you know so so yes, I, I will certainly admit that. I mean that's an excuse you know uh, would be foolish not to. However, the fact is is that Tenet actually made its money back. So <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I mean, arguably. That movie is less of a reason to do something drastic than all of these other movies that they have, because all these others represent, you know, money that's just gone out and nothing has come in. Like Tenet has already Mm -hmm. refilled its own coffers, you know, like every Mm -hmm. as far as I understand, every penny that was spent on that movie was made back. And yeah, not a lot, but some profit has been made. And with the upcoming home release, a lot of profit will probably be generated. Right. Um, you know, so so ultimately like I think, you know, Tenet and it's just not successful in the same terms as what success meant prior to coronavirus. Right. And I think anybody expecting it that ever expected it to have that same level of success is a delusional fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it was obvious. Like I think the fact that it actually made its money back and began to profit in its theatrical release is mind-blowing. Um, and, and I know Nolan even a few weeks ago came out and started, he was talking about how I think people took the wrong lessons from this. They're just looking at it as like, oh, it didn't make as much as movies used to make. And it's like, well, no shit. But yeah, the the fact of the matter is it still turned a profit with a theatrical exhibition on like a 400 fucking million dollar movie during a global health crisis. Like...
0: (laughs) it uh it grossed uh 350 359 uh 359 million worldwide and 57.6 million in the u.s
1: yeah um so i mean yeah i mean it made it made it made money yeah no, nothing crazy but it, this no. wasn't this wasn't some giant loss like everybody was expecting no. them like you're idiots you're gonna lose like hundreds and it's like no they did not they made money off of this Mm -hmm. um so you know again that was like sure okay theaters aren't what they used to be but that didn't scream like this is a completely unviable business model now yeah you know like that that wasn't again an absurd conclusion to draw from this (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know the the trying to make up for uh you know whatever um you know shortcoming that this had as far as like a a cash windfall (laughs) Um, You know from theatrical by putting it day and date on streaming I I don't think I I think they somehow have this delusional thought in their mind that like these big movies are still like they're going to make as much money as they could have made in theaters but then also money from streaming and it's like no a lot of your theater money now is staying home you know and watching it streaming because they already pay the 15 bucks you know. (laughs) yeah exactly and on top of it too it's like you know movie price cost of movie tickets like i got a family of six it's cheaper for me to just subscribe to hbo max for a month to watch this movie than it is mm-hmm. to take all these kids to a fucking theater you know and plus on hbo max i can watch the movie again tomorrow if i want like i really dug that i want to see it again cool i mean i'm going to take advantage of that I already did with mac this past yeah. weekend it was great uh yeah <laughs> so you know more of that would be wonderful but it's like yeah they they seem to be I don't know conflating these two business models, and that's just—I I don't think it's going to work the way they seem to think it's going to. If, if I'm reading their logic properly, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like um, like that that deal that you know Universal made er- early on, you know, with um, with uh, yeah. that they made with they made with that they made with theaters with first with AMC, and I feel like all other theater chains have kind of fallen in line with Dude, their. Know- even Netflix
1: puts shit in theaters 2 weeks before it goes on Netflix. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even their big they put they put Mank in theaters for for a couple of weeks before it went to Netflix. Yeah,
1: like, all the, all their big I mean that's that's for, you know, academy qualifying stuff. Yeah. Of course, but still, it's like you guys could do that. Like at least give it some period of exclusivity, you know? Like yeah, like at Bill. the end of
0: the day, like the theaters got the theaters got like the first run priority before right. it went anywhere else, and you know, like that's what like I, I still kind of feel like Universal comes out on top in terms of like the experimental, you know, releasing uh, coronavirus plan, yeah. uh which is which is to have the theaters be released any Universal movie to be released in theaters for three weeks and then it goes to premium VOD while it's still running in theaters. Yeah. Uh, and the, the most recent movie to do that is the, uh, the Bloomhouse movie Freaky that went into theaters. Yeah. It had, a, it had a full press, you know, and um, release and everything for, for that kind of stuff. And just this last Friday, it went up on premium VOD for, for $20 to rent or $24.99 to buy, you know, so it is, it is still at those prices and stuff. But I mean, I feel like for now, at least for them, like that's a good model. I'd assume, I, I can't remember when the new Jurassic Park movie is going to come out, but that's a universal movie. So I, I'd imagine unless, you know, the entire world takes a vaccination, uh, right. willingly, like I'd imagine that's, that plan is still going to be in place for something like that big of a, big of a movie. So, I mean, um, so yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Do you think like in a Do you think like in a year like everything's okay? You're comfortable going back to the theaters and you know like what what movie like what Matrix Four was supposed to come out next summer. If Matrix Four was still going to come out next summer <laughs> and also on HBO Max, you've gotten a vaccination. I've gotten a vaccination, and like, would you still go to the theater?
1: I mean, Matrix Four. I'll watch at home. <laughs> 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 I mean. Like Matrix Two and Three weren't that great, so I'm not, shame I'm not, on me. Shame on me. Not, I should
0: have, I should have, I should have used Kong versus Godzilla as a better example yeah, of I'm, your, I'm, uh, your your taste in movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding out much hope for Matrix Four. Let's put it that way. I mean, you know, part four of just about anything, I, I wouldn't be holding out much hope for. But I, I really don't like what they're doing here, and whether or not I actually partake in any of these films, if they do actually end up going through with this. Um, which seems like it might be you know uh, the subject of some legal uh, battles <laughs> uh, to see if that actually happens but I, you know it's really gonna come down f- to me for whether or not they've like done right by the filmmakers you know if if they end up you know just doing this kind of uh, ripping it out of their hands and forcing it onto this platform and the filmmakers are speaking about how like I'm not happy about this and I don't like it then fuck no I'm not you know as badly as I want to watch dune mm-hmm I will, you know, I will forego it. Uh, I'm excited for it, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, a, a movie is a movie, and your principles are your principles, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, uh, one of them is obviously more important than the other, and mm-hmm. uh, especially if you are also an aspiring filmmaker, um, you know, I think yeah. you got to you got to stand up for that shit, and you know, if you if you don't, then how can you expect anyone else to, you know, who has mm-hmm. even less skin in the game, so right. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it it is an important thing, especially with how much is riding because it it really does. As as Chris Nolan said in his comments, even that, um, you know, there's it's it's almost impossible to draw any other conclusion from this aside from the fact that, like, they are actively dismantling their theatrical exhibition wing. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the only thing you can read into this. This isn't like a, a temporary thing. You know, this is an obvious Pandora's box that once it's open, it's fucking open. You know, mm-hmm. you can't go back to like, oh, well, no, we'll just not put people are you're going to do this for an entire year. Every fucking blockbuster movie is available at home on day one. Like you can't just stop that after a year. You're creating this whole um, behavior and expectation set in people and they're not going to accept you going back to the other way. So, right. You know, you can't you can't do this and then just expect like, oh, you know, once everything's cool again, hopefully in 2022, they'll just like everybody will be running in droves to the theaters again. It's like, No. Because they won't have to, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Uh, yeah. As,
1: as, as much as people like you and I would like to believe that everyone goes to the theater because they love going to the theater, no, it's most of them go because it's the only way they can see the fucking movie. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> if they can watch it at home. I'm sure plenty of them would be happy to watch it at home. Yeah. Um, on their, you know, they've spent a bunch of money on their TV. They've spent a bunch of money on it, especially now after this year where everyone is like, okay, well, I'm going to be home all the time. I better upgrade my home, you know? yeah right home theater system like yeah people have been buying tvs and fucking surround sound systems like fucking crazy um you know there's arguably like a better experience to be had at home with some of this stuff than there is at the theater (laughs) uh so yeah it's uh you know it's it's one of those things it's you know it's more more dangerous than they seem to be willing to admit
0: uh this might be a good way to, to 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 wrap up this part is I, I, I came across a Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up he did on YouTube that I, I that wasn't like advertised. I didn't see it like blasted out on social media or anything. But I think this is what everybody was referencing when there were all those news articles about uh, Netflix pulling down Chappelle show mm-hmm. off of the service. And I think it was because of this small stand-up that he gave where he told this story about this guy he met when he first, his first night doing stand up, Right. Uh, and the guy made some, some sort of reference to, you know, uh, taking something like for, for the night to be his or, or whatever it was. He lightly touched on Chappelle show, the kind of, uh, you know, deal he did or didn't get. And that, you know, uh, a week or two ago, he found that HBO max was, um, what do you call it? Was streaming it, was streaming the show as well as Netflix. And, Uh, he wasn't getting any money from it because of the contract that he signed, right? Uh, For, with Comedy Central and all all this other kind of stuff. And so um, he basically said, you know, in it, he's just like, since I can't, you know, since I can't do anything, he goes, I'm going to my real bosses, which are you. And he points to the audience. So I'm asking you not to watch these on these services until... I get, I get mine because it's important (laughs) for me. And you know, like it was, you know, everyone clapped and was, was really happy for him. And he actually threw Netflix some kudos because I guess, you know, the heads over there called him or they, he called them and were just like, I don't like that's up. It's up here. And they were just like, he was like, they were kind enough to take it down. They're like, cool. We don't, we don't want to upset you and we want to make sure you're good. So we'll take it down so that it's not up there because we still want to be in the business of you. You know, his Netflix specials are fantastic. Uh, and I would still love to see Netflix specials from him, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) on there and stuff. So, but, um, I wonder if one of these filmmakers, you know, like will do something like that where, you know, if it does, I don't want it to get ugly. I definitely want it to, you know, work out for all parties involved. Uh, but I wonder if, if any one of them will actually, you know, do the Chappelle thing and say, I'm talking to, you know, my actual bosses now out in the world, which are you, the people who go to the theaters, who love to go to the theaters, who love to watch the movies, you know, don't watch it on this site. You know, like I wonder actually what happens to HBO Max as a streaming service in the next year. Yeah. Like, is it still around? You know, like it would be interesting to see what happens with all of it.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I don't doubt that, you know, the filmmakers will be, uh, yeah, willing to express their displeasure. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, you know uh, I'm sure they don't care to they won't want to you know they don't want to work with Warner Brothers right now <laughs> like yeah exactly Yeah, burning that bridge doesn't seem like a threat for any of these guys cause they're all <laughs> oh, kind of right. like I, I kind of wish I was I kind of wish this bridge was on fire before I arrived you know <laughs> so I didn't right. so I didn't come to this side uh, so so yeah I you know I don't see any disincentive I think the only issue though is just again it's like there's just the vast majority of people you know Again, like Twitter is not the world. It's, you know, no. most most people are still no matter what happens, you know, in terms of like outrage or whatever. Most people don't give a fuck and if the movie's on HBO Max, they're going to subscribe to HBO Max and watch it there and I'm sure HBO Max will be a huge hit all of a sudden. And Yeah, right. Yeah. All it right. cost them was everything. Um, <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it just that whole story too just illustrates just like how fucking weird everything is that like Netflix is the respectable one in terms of like integrity of like the people they work with and the talent that they cultivate, yeah. Uh, versus like Warner Brothers, this like you know studio with this like long history and. <laughs> seemingly you know an actual movie studio that's in the business of like making movies and yeah right putting them in theaters and stuff are now you know the complete opposite yeah yeah it's just yeah it's very very strange um i uh
0: my my final thought on this is is um this the bandwidth wars that was spoken about in ready player one
1: <laughs> uh I was uh, damn. I was hoping it was going to be the franchise wars that were spoken about in *Demolition Man*. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah,
0: uh, could go either Both way. The, uh, Which one would you want? Would you want the *Ready Player One* future that HBO Max is laying out, or the *Demolition Man* future that HBO Max is laying out? Uh,
1: the *Demolition Man* future for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything. Everything in Ready Player One was awful, and <laughs> everything in Demolition Man was charming. So
0: <laughs> we have to make I mean, sure that there's a there's a hardened police officer and a vicious criminal frozen for the next yeah. thirty years, though, so that they can be thawed out to wreak havoc on our perfect future.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and perfect is the right word because I will also admit <laughs> right here that I fucking love Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. I forgot that Taco Bell's the only chain in that movie. Yeah,
1: it's the only restaurant. The only period. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they seem to you know they're all just named Taco Bell, but they're still different restaurants. It's not like you can just get chalupas everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they go to some fancy ass fucking you know minimalist diner where you know Sylvester Stallone just be like, "What is this? this is like one bite?" You know, <laughs> type of because <laughs> those scenes are always hilarious, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's make fun of artistic chefs
0: i'm definitely gonna be in uh i'm definitely gonna be in dennis leary's gang because i've never had taco bell so
1: oh yeah that's right yeah you'll be eating fucking rat burgers
0: yeah rat burgers mm-hmm. all
1: day Mm-hmm.
0: rat burgers and yeah. uh uh banquet cores yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone it's bobby navia And uh, that's where we're going to end this conversation on the whole HBO Max shakeup. Since Dorian and I had this talk, Disney had their big investor meeting, and I'm sure things will continue to escalate in the world of streaming. I just wanted to give a little context. I know I completely botched the Dave Chappelle story, and I really think everyone should go and and watch this uh, 20-minute video. Uh, In the notes for this episode, I've included the YouTube link, Uh, to the video that I watched Um, and uh, if you go to YouTube and type in Dave Chappelle Unforgiven it should pop right up as well. Uh, This conversation that Dorian and I had about HBO Max was part of a larger one where we had caught up on some things we've been watching like the Small Axe series on Amazon Prime as well as David Fincher's new movie Mank. Those episodes will be coming out but in the meantime thank you for listening and we'll be back soon.